G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, no doubt some will be having a few withdrawal symptoms, having missed out on all of those updates that we usually do about the breaking news developments that come out of Israel and the Middle East. Well, the good news is we're back to full speed on 2020 today, and we're back to our Israel updates with Ron Ross. Ron is back, nice and refreshed after a bit of a break. Hey, Ron, welcome back to 2020. Yeah, good morning, Neil. Nice to be with you. Ron, another big year ahead, and boy, oh boy, as we get back to full speed today and talk about the headlines that are breaking around the news when it comes to God's people, the people of Israel, uh, significant headlines in the fact that the U.S. President Donald Trump is releasing some details today on what he calls the deal of the century about Israel. What have you got uh, in in mind for what's coming? Yes, the President will release his peace plan for Israel and the Palestinians with Benjamin Netanyahu present at the White House. Trump plans to present a detailed map of Israel's new borders under his peace plan. He's asked Netanyahu and the blue and white party leader Benny Gantz in separate meetings to take immediate action on implementing the plan. The president hopes that having support from both of the leading candidates in the Israel March 2 election will provide momentum for what he called the deal of the century. Netanyahu told Trump that he's looking forward to making history together and called the plan a vision of peace which is historic. The plan will include the annexation of all Israeli settlements to Israel, along with most of the Jordan Valley, in a way that would allow for maximum territory with minimum non-Israel residents, such that the Palestinians could live in their own demilitarized state. The source close to Netanyahu speculated that Israel would apply sovereignty over Mala Adumim settlement and its surrounding areas first, rather than the Jordan Valley, which has been the object of attention in political wrangling in recent weeks. There's a lot of detail to be released today, but evangelical Christian leader Mike Evans One of Trump's faith advisors and founders of the Friends of Zion Museum said that in addition to the widely reported detail that under the U.S. plan a Palestinian state would have to be demilitarized, it also does not give the Palestinians any airspace or the ability to establish treaties. Evans, who said he was in close touch with the president and his peace team, also said that the plan does not take away the major biblical sites from Israel, a likely reference to allowing Israeli access to the tomb of the patriarchs in Hebron and Rachel's tomb in Bethlehem, among others. For evangelical Christians, he said, the plan is everything we were hoping for, everything. 
Uh, Ron, this has been a very secretive plan and uh, we're going to find out very soon what's actually in that plan. That meeting is scheduled for today. Uh, Not everybody's happy, of course. Palestinians are already calling for a day of rage, anticipating this Middle East peace plan. Uh, What are your thoughts on on things that have been reported uh, with regard to the day of rage? Yeah, well, uh, actually, yesterday... Uh, Mahmoud Abbas, the chairman of the Palestinian Authority, refused to take a phone call from President Trump. But on Sunday, Palestinian factions called for a day of rage to align with the long-awaited Mideast peace plan. Parts of the plan are expected to be publicised during meetings today, but the Palestinians often mark days of rage by initiating clashes with IDF soldiers in the West Bank and Israeli policemen in East Jerusalem. The latest call for a day of rage came as the Palestinian Authority continued to threaten Trump's plan, despite the fact that President Trump has said he's got a great deal of support from various Arab authorities. This is going to be interesting to watch, but uh, as one analyst said today, uh, the only word the Palestinians seem to know is no. Mm. Hey, there's an Australian connection in here, not so much with the actual peace plan, but just over this past week or so, a little bit of uh, criticisms come to our Australian Governor-General, David Hurley. The AJA President, David Nadler, has expressed his concern that the Governor-Generals met in Ramallah last week with the Palestinian Authority leader, Mahmoud Abbas. What's the controversy all about here, Ron? Well, I understand the Jewish reaction. I, uh, I searched the Australian Jewish news to see if there was any headlines on it. I couldn't find any. Uh, but I agree it's not a good look for the Australian Governor-General uh, to be parading with Mahmoud Abbas. And I would suggest that if people like me protest, we should write to the Governor-General at uh, Yarralumla ACT 2600, Call them on 0262-83-3533. Or if you want to make an email, you have to go to the website gg.gov.au. But however, when I step back and look at the big picture, I think it may be that we're backing up uh, President Trump and his peace plan. Uh, As I said, Abbas refused to talk to Trump yesterday. And it may be that uh, we're keeping channels of communication open so that when the peace plan is announced, we will be able to represent uh, the interests of the Trump peace plan to Mahmoud Abbas. Uh, However, it still doesn't look good and uh, a protest to the Governor-General might be appropriate. And, of course, uh, when we talk about Mahmoud Abbas, uh, the Palestinian Authority leader, uh, the criticisms there are that he's one of the leading Holocaust deniers. And uh, around that whole controversy of paying for those who slay Jews as a matter of officially sanctioned policy from the Palestinians, and sometimes they refer to that as the pay-to-slay program, and and I guess uh, for our Australian Governor-General meeting with him, that does, uh, particularly for a lot of uh, sort of level-minded Australians, uh, become a little bit of a concern. Any thoughts on on just the, the challenge there of, of meeting with someone like Mahmoud Abbas? Well, as I said, it's not a good look. 
But if in the long term they can get the peace treaty through, it will have huge benefits in the future. Uh, it's a big gamble. And uh, I know that the French leader Macron visited with Mahmoud Abbas, uh, but in no way, state or form, does the Australian government represent uh, the attack against Israel, the Jews or the Holocaust. So it's certainly not representing a policy. I can only imagine that it represents diplomacy. Yes, and uh, you can see where the controversy might be in that, though. Uh, Let's move on, Ron. Uh, Some other significant stories around Israel and throughout the Middle East. There was an earthquake in Turkey. The death toll has risen to 38, and those tremors even felt in the nation of Israel. Yes, according to Zaspit, tremors from the Turkish quake were felt in central Israel, frightening Israelis but causing no casualties or damage. And Israel Foreign Ministry spokesman Lior Hayat said that Israel extends its condolences to the people of Turkey following the earthquake in Elasik and hopes for a quick recovery for the wounded people. Magan David Adam, which is like our Red Cross, uh, their CEO Eli Bin sent a letter to the Turkish Red Crescent offering the Israelis emergency services aid and proposed to assist in humanitarian activities for the population affected by the quake. And finally, Ron, it was Holocaust Memorial Day on the weekend. One particular Holocaust survivor turned 100. What was the story? What an amazing story. Maria Flan uh, is as symbolic as it can get. A survivor of a Nazi concentration camp during World War II, this Slovenian woman turned 100 years old yesterday, International Holocaust Remembrance Day. Flan, who was held at Nazis' Ravensbrück camp in northern Germany for over a year in 1944, joined other survivors and officials in Poland for ceremonies marking the 75th anniversary of the liberation of the Auschwitz-Dept camp. The ones who didn't survive this, they cannot understand, she said, at her home in the small village of Rakik in Slovenia. It was terrible. Flan said prisoners at the Ravensbrück Nazi camp for women were given just enough food to survive and had to work through the day. Women at the camp encouraged each other not to give up, telling one another, girls, hold on, no moaning, she recalled. And she said, uh, how did she live so long? She said, I've always had the policy of I work hard. And uh, what a wonderful uh, remembrance she brings of a very tragic time. Well, Ron Ross, certainly the headlines represent some significant issues today. Thank you so much for monitoring those so carefully across the weekend and looking forward to having these updates with you each week on a Tuesday, same time. And Ron Ross, just great to have you back and for another big year ahead, 2020 in 2020. Ron, thanks for being with us once again today. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.